there are companies which are already hacked mm -hmm. and companies who don't already know that they're hacked. <laughs> <laughs> But between these two poles, there's of course a ton. Of, yes, there's a, obviously there's a spectrum, yeah. And it starts yeah. when you do something that, that seems like a nice shortcut, but maybe it's not. If I fall below that standard, then I'm negligent. Uh, in that case, I may be liable. If something smells strange, yes, maybe, maybe it is strange. Hello, Arne. Today uh, we are meeting here for another um, episode of our podcast, right? The Taking the Lawyer. Um, Where our you are the title currently. You, Gregor, are the yeah. I'm the lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, mm -hmm. and um, today I brought an example from the field, which um, I believe many of uh, tech people already might know. Mm -hmm. So when you are, for example, a software developer or an admin or whatever, mm -hmm. um, in contrast to let me say, normal people in the company, like someone in in accounting or HR, whatever, uh, the tech people... You, hmm? But you're an employee. That, that's the thing. That but that you're an employee that. like yes. everyone so you're not, else not there. not a freelancer or anything, yes. But you are a tech guy, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Who do, for example, software development. Mm -hmm. Usually those people, let me say, have some more power on, on their machines than other people mm -hmm. to install software and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Because we have to be honest... All the software development tools in those worlds are requiring somehow that you can install software on your own machine because you cannot just install an IDE and that's it. They're always shipping own software with it, right? You were and and the other software downloads another software and it's on and so forth. So that's mm. ju just the case you cannot do something against it. So that's mm. just how it works, right? Yes. And you need so, these degrees of freedom, I guess, in order to actually do your work. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, Makes sense. And so this is just the case, right? So sometimes company try to do something against it, but then they're mm. just always just call, call it, it never worked out, right? So and probably it's just the always the case. Tech people hate it, I guess, if they try to. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So <laughs> and um, because you just as a software developer or or admins or whatever, you, you just run then against walls. Mm -hmm. So because you cannot do your work because yeah. the tools are built like this, so you just have to accept it. So but. Now, here comes the point. Um, with great power comes also great responsibilities, right? It all, does. All this term. It does. So, yes. and um, sometimes it's very easy. So, for example, just right now, focus on software development here, mm -hmm. right? You are um, need a tool for something. So, for example, to process, for example, the styling file, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you have to download this file. Mm -hmm. So... And no one of your colleagues ever did this before. You are the first one who chose to use this file, mm -hmm. uh, this tool. Mm -hmm. And now assuming, and by the way, I see this already happening in the field, unfortunately, um, the, the tool does its job at this point of time. And around a half a year later, um, you see credentials of your company and also customers of you spreading into the free world. Mm -hmm. And then you find out that this tool, which you introduced at this point of time, doing harmful stuff to you and your company, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, let me say, yeah, exposed so sensitive data to the free world and obviously also to this uh, hacker who was uh, behind this tool at the end of the day, right? The point was that this tool was also just infected because some time before it worked somehow, but mm -hmm. 
at this point of time, it was already aware to some other peoples in, in the world that this tool might be infected. Mm -hmm. So, so the point right... Yeah? Yeah, no, sorry. Apologies. You go. So and the point right now is... Um, what I can have been done differently? Yeah. Or do I have... Or, or I, as, as the guy who chose this tool... Um, I'm somehow, let me call it like this, li liable for something right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a very interesting question because it, it, indeed these 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 cases um, do happen. I mean, there was the Casilla hack, for example, like half a year or two years ago, no, one year ago, uh, where something similar happened and you had this centralized uh, tool that was being hijacked um, and there was encryption, I think, there, but it could have easily been used in the way you described uh, to, 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 to leak information in, in, into the wild and this information your example was 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 uh, credentials i think but it could also be have been trade secrets or anything you know of your em employer but also of the customers of the employer which are two different cases yeah. in a way um it's very it's a very interesting case because i you you got to give me some background on how often that happened but but i would assume as a lawyer that it's an interesting vector uh, to gain not just for not just for for private uh, uh, actors, but also for state actors, um, and and for in, in industrial espionage uh, to get all these very interesting uh, and uh, and and potentially valuable information. I mean, does that happen a lot? The things you mentioned. I just heard from some secret researchers some years ago mm -hmm. uh, a funny saying: mm -hmm. there are companies which are already hacked, mm -hmm. and companies who don't already know that they're hacked. <laughs> Okay. So I would say I get so I get your point. So uh, it is it is something that you expect to happen quite a lot to translate this um, into. Yeah. So I would say so. The saying is a little bit extreme, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. it, but at the end of the day, I would say hmm. expect that you are an attacked surface, which is hack so which is worth to be hacked. Yes. And get hacked. So you will be. Um, yes. Okay. I get it. Yeah. So that's um, hmm. yeah. Let me. Okay. Yeah, phrase it like this. There is, there is, there is, there is a lot of, and of course, this is, this is no, this is no specific advice. Um, this is just the general idea on, on how the law uh, thinks on that, um, and, and we, we can go into the intricacies a bit. Uh, what's the liability of the company? What's the liability of that IT person of that uh, program of that coder? And what's the liability of this coder towards the company and towards the customer of the company? Because it's, it's, it's. It's a bit muddled here and gets complicated. But let's start with the easy thing. Yeah. Of course, if you install something on your machine that you know is being compromised, just, just to get it out of the way, um, yeah. that's, of course, a breach of all kinds of, of, of duties. You're liable. Uh, that's, in, that's intent. Yeah? Um, yeah. On the other side, if you do something that's personally, that, that's perfectly industry standard, you did Everything you could do that a reasonable person could do, you have, you downloaded your uh, your your app or your um, um, your plugin from a reliable source, maybe from from the website of, of 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 the publisher or from a marketplace that is run by one of the big tech companies and is being vetted. You know, they again have all kinds of checks and and virus scans and scans for payload and all these kinds of things. And you have 
done everything you have to do. So you have secured your your machine. You have a virus scanner. You you use the, the you don't circumvent the, the the firewalls of your company. You follow all the standards. You know. Yeah. Um, so your your conscience is perfectly clean. Um, so then that, that's also okay. I mean, what would be any reason for you to be liable? But between these two poles, there's, of course, a ton. Uh, yes, there's a, obviously, there's a spectrum, yeah? And it starts yeah. when you do something that, that seems like a nice shortcut, but maybe it's not. You know, my example, and maybe you can enlighten me a bit. Um, here, uh, I know, for example, if you download an app on your phone, it's being recommended that you download the app only from the official app store because any other sources might be compromised. Is there something like that when it comes to developer plugins? Is there something... Is there some shady places where you could download them or how? So I would say it's a little bit the same like also with Android apps. Let me mm. focus a little bit on that, right? So yes. this Play Store is observed by Google here. Yes. But in the past, we often also recognize this in, in the press cases mm -hmm. where still there was stuff installed then on smartphones, um, apps which were a thousand times installed on, on Android smartphones where still these apps do harmful stuff to their users. Mm -hmm. So the point is, I also would not say I can simply trust those stores all the time, un unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But let, let me call it that way. Yeah. When you have something which is million times used, mm -hmm. And from companies which are good known, right? Mm -hmm. Also mm -hmm. in the stores. And that's also with, for example, software I download right from the internet, right? When there is a brand, so for example, like Microsoft just has uses mm -hmm. right now, or, or Apple or whatever, or Google. Mm -hmm. um, at least that when I go to Microsoft.com or, app or, or, or Apple.com or, or Google.com, right, and download software directly from, from those sites, mm -hmm. I sometimes can believe, okay, they might be checked because this company, so they have a brand, right? So that's important for them to mm -hmm. don't harm users because if, they, if, if this falls back to them, it's mm -hmm. a problem for them, right? But if I download something from stranger site I never heard heard before.com yeah. maybe I should be a little bit more care careful and, and the point is also with the brands from from those stores I should maybe do the same thing here I believe yeah that was a bit my question so yeah. indeed of the shortcuts uh, I wasn't just sure if you have the, if, if the same system applies here but if that is the case and I willfully already just to start with um, ignore um, the trusted source and I use a non, not so trusted source, a bit of a shady source to download something because maybe I think it's a shortcut, it's something I don't find, it combines a few things that I would have otherwise to, to install separately. So maybe I already um, have, uh, have, have quite a, um, a bit of wrongdoing here. Yeah? Maybe I didn't yeah. do anything um, intentionally yeah, obviously not but maybe um, maybe I'm in an area where I should have um, uh, looked better into things um, and and then of course this you you can probably you can probably um, you can probably go further here you know you, you don't you don't scan the software for um, for viruses for example or 
you install the software um, and uh, then all of a sudden you have uh, some weird behavior of your system, you know, but you don't follow up. You notice some yeah. weird traffic, uh, outgoing, ingoing traffic, or your system doesn't do what it should do, but you, you know, you just close your eyes. Um, or um, you you just there are some you may have a ticker installed with with all kinds of breach notices of notices from the industry that says okay this tool is um, is is known to um, uh, to be to be breached there's a zero day exploit here there's something happening there but you just you just don't follow up on all these things yeah and and you see if you combine that we are creating a vector of negligence yeah. It's, that gets worse and worse, basically. So you, you come from this very open, um, I have not done nothing wrong, um, towards this negligence, negligence vector, towards the yeah. something that, that orders to intent. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the point is that, and this, is, this may be important, um, that this, um, this vector does not only appear, it's not a one-time thing. It's not, oh, I have to download it and to scan it and then I'm, then I'm safe. But then again, this, this idea of also looking at the market, at what happens there, you know, is there any notice? Is anything changes? Is, is something compromised? Is it being reported? Having a look, having my ear basically on the ground, yeah, to hear... Um, um, to hear what's happening there, that that's very important. So, um, and and of course, I don't have to be superhuman with all of that. You know, I I don't have yeah. to know something that nobody knows. But I just have to follow the standard procedures, um, the state of the art in a way. I have to do what is being required, what 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 can be demanded from a good observing state of the art IT person. You know, that is something I should do. And if I if I fall below that standard. Then I'm negligent. Uh, in that case, I may be liable. Yeah. Um, and the interesting question is, um, let me ask that in your case, I assume it is a case that actually happened. Uh, these credentials that were being uh, that were being distributed or making known uh, in, into the wild that were leaking, was it were credentials only of the employer or only of or also of third parties? Maybe maybe um, customers. Also of for, also of customers. Unfortunately, yeah. so they they could basically be attacked now, and their trade secrets could be downloaded. I guess their systems being being compromised. Is that was that what's happened? Uh, so let, let me call it that way. At this point of mm -hmm. time, they changed all their credentials mm -hmm. because they were exposed. Yeah, and they have already uh, detected suspicious actions on their systems. So. Yeah. Fantastic. So let's assume, just for the sake of our of our case, that some trade secrets uh, were lost. Uh, yeah. um, so in that case, you have the following the following issue. First of all, you have to ask yourself: Am I, as the coder, the, the IT person uh, who did that, am I liable towards my employer? And th there's a lot of subtlety here. It depends on the degree. Um, of negligence and it's also a bit uh, different from from country to country and there may be cutoffs it's all very interesting but the second question and this is i guess where you're coming from is am i liable towards that third party whose um whose uh, trade secrets will be expo exposed and and if you if you did not observe the um, um uh, all the all the duties that you have if you were negligent um, yes, probably you are. That's that's the thing. You're probably liable. 
yeah, uh, towards them. And trade secrets, as you know, uh, the value of them can be measure uh, can can be measured in millions, in tens of millions, potentially in billions. Yeah? So there's a lot of a lot of liability that you may face. And there are some subtleties here. So depending on the national law, you may have a claim against your employer to hold you harmless against um, that claim. But that may or may not work. Maybe they are bankrupt. Yeah, maybe you are not. Yeah. So and and, and simply uh, simply just being dragged to court um, may be a very unpleasant uh, experience for for most people. Um, and and just to make that case, and I know I get now into storytelling mode, um, but there are a ton of cases uh, in my personal practice. Um, Especially when it comes to copyrights um, or to to, um, uh, to to other violations of uh, of uh, personal rights, um, where if they are happening, for example, in in an IT company, we had that in a, in a web uh, company, we also had it in publishing houses. We routinely, we lawyers, just to spread a bit of fear um, and and to make things interesting, to spice them up, uh, we send at least. Let's talk about liability a bit later, but at least the cease and desist letters we do send to the company, to the person responsible, like the CTO, for example, or the CEO, and if we know, to the person, the concrete employee who was acting. So mm -hmm. we will try to get them. It's not easy all of the time because you need inside knowledge to do who pressed that button or who did that. Um, but but we will, if we can, we will send the season assist letter to them as well. And it, again, typically it's an unpleasant experience, which is of course the case here. Just to make that point, yeah. the case is to make it uh, unpleasant for everybody being involved, because then again, that's our job sometimes to be unpleasant. But we will do that. So it's a real thing, um, and whether that translates then to to a court claim for monetary damages is another question. But in, there are many many lines of defense where you may be shot at as the person who is literally responsible in the sense of I did that I pressed that button I installed that plugin or I did not read that breach report uh, and you may be you may be in the line of fire very unpleasant yes very unpleasant at the end of a so at the end of a day it sounds like For me, at least, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever I'm doing, I should be always be curious enough if there might be something suspicious going on and should re research that mm -hmm. beforehand. So, whatever I do, right? So, um, and and although my knowledge about something is already, yeah, it's great, but maybe this knowledge is two years ago. It can already have so many changes in the meantime that I should always believe, okay, maybe there's something new. Mm -hmm. I should check beforehand. Mm -hmm. And again, for us tech people, there is something very great for that. Uh, uh, so when there's a tool which I want to use right now, just open uh, uh, my favorite search engine, type in the name and uh, searching for maybe something suspicious might be going on there or risk which, which might be involved there. And maybe also don't use the first site already maybe use two free sites whatever mm. because maybe the first one is always saying yep everything is great but then the other two following sites says yeah that's very dangerous or whatever but i believe so when i starting to use something new especially always there and also when i'm starting to use something after a certain amount of time again mm. maybe also just 
check myself again if there might be something going up right now with with this tool or libraries also right this can be also software components i use in my software can mm. also maybe do some something harmful yeah uh, so that's what i just hear here right so at least for myself because i am also doing that 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 way nowadays right that i mm. always okay there's a tool look up what can be a problem here and what do you think about other uh, things i can do well that's probably already the the most important thing that and you made that point very um very very um in a very interesting manner um and and very eloquently that indeed there are all these tools that you can use but with the possibility to use them also comes almost a duty to do so because you can it's so easy yeah. to do so coming back to this idea what would a normal state-of-the-art uh, IT person do, of course they would look up these things just like you do. So you make the case for that. And that means, just a twisted idea, if you don't do that, that's already a negligence, you know, because it's so easy to do and everybody does it, everybody knows how to do it, so you should do that. Um, and uh, so so I think it's very important to, to, to keep this, this ear on the ground um, regarding all these uh, developments. And then, what what can we do? Well, then again, um, keep the try to uh, try to follow all the the state of the art rules and procedures, and maybe also, and this is something I'm not sure if IT people uh, are prone to that. Maybe not because they may be more austere than other people, but um, it's a problem with many you know non IT people that put like hundreds and hundreds of apps on their phones and, and use only 5% of them, I would say don't overdo it. Yeah, Only install what you do, uh, uh, lower the attack surface. And that's, of course, a tech tip, not a legal tip. But it yeah. may translate, and, and translate into, uh, in, into a legal argument. I mean, I could, could easily see an argument in court saying, look, this guy installed just everything he could find on his machine and he left so many doors open, so many vectors of attack that in itself creates... Um, a, um, a negligence, yeah, because you basically open you open the barn door, you know, as wide as you can of your machine. So I could see that being used. So I think at the end of the day, um, it, it all boils down to this thing where we come from, and we can kind of close the loop, observe the state of the art, and observe it's very important the current state of the art, not the state of the art. Um, of two, five, or ten years ago, um, and, and 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 we made that example when we kind of prepared a bit for this uh, of certain encryption methods, SSL or so, that were perfectly okay 10 or 15 years ago. But today, if you use them, you would be right into negligence because they would actually be, this may be a resource, for example, uh, there may be uh, several recommendations from from uh, from all kinds of authorities in Germany, for example, the BSE, the Federal Office for Information Security, um, that would strongly recommend against using it and if you willfully ignore these uh, these recommendations that's negligence already you know so you have to keep yourself updated uh, on, on that and, and that's probably the best i can say follow follow these rules and procedures and recommendations and you should be reasonably reasonably safe because just to make that case again thinking like a lawyer here if you can show that you read all these uh, federal agency BSE recommendations um, and, and you follow them and, 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 and that's what you did, you should be relatively safe. I mean, who could argue against that? You know, that's that's authority there recommending you what to do. 
plus maybe also putting up the point you also already mentioned if something smells strange yes maybe maybe it is strange maybe it's strange yes <laughs> yeah so um When we are just, um, for example, looking at the field when hex or something like this happens, right? So the majority of the hex don't happen because of uh, broken software, something like that. Mm -hmm. The majority of the hex happening because of it's so called social engineering, right? Where, oh, yes. where people um, using that people aren't so so that other people are not that. Um, Aufmerksam, attentionful. So attentive, uh, yes. Attentive enough. Mm -hmm. So, for example, they see a page of the of their house bank. Yes. But don't take enough attention to that. Uh, the domain is not mygreatbank.com. It's mygreatbank.strange uh, sub subdomain of strange su uh, 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 country. Yes. Yeah. Or whatever, mm -hmm. and uh, also don't care so much that the page doesn't look so perfectly like like mm. my home bank, but still click on submitting my my credentials there. And the point is, software developers often think they are free of this risk. Yes. But they're also stepping several times into this, and I have to admit by myself. Quite often, also, my browser shows me, hey, this file is strange. Do you really want to use it? And mm. I still keep uh, cl click, click on keep, right? So, yeah. But again, at this point of time, we should be always be careful and say, yeah, but there's a good reason why the browser is saying it. So maybe mm. in, in, in the most of the cases, the browser is too, let me say, too careful yeah, too for cautious. us, right? Yes, yes, yes. But it has a good reason why mm. the browser is doing this, and we should not just say, ah, oh. we, we learned it's okay, just keep, uh, keep uh, uh, click keep, right? So that yeah. should not be the way always. But the air on the side of safety, yeah? That's the idea of the browser manufacturers, I guess. But that brings yeah. me to one thing, and I have to ask you, maybe that's a, maybe that's a, maybe that's a topic you, you tell me for a separate podcast. I mean, uh, when, when we talk about phishing and social engineering and these kind of things, and so far, I mean, As a tech person, you would probably have a duty to check um, uh, the, the the domain name. Like if you mybank.tv is suspicious, yeah, I mean probably you would have to do that. Um, but now we have AI and we have we have we can spoof voices and maybe even videos and we can have your CEO call you on the, on a on a On a, on a voice on a, or maybe even on a video call that is that is a deep fake you know and, and there's no way of for you of telling so there's there's whole new ways of social engineering possible to trick you into things I mean um, but then again maybe this is something for another podcast where we discuss these things what what <laughs> what, what, what tech, from a technological perspective perspective because it'd be very interesting as a lawyer what's possible today I mean which routes does it open uh, where am I vulnerable uh, these days and can I believe anything That, that happens in 2023 and going forward, uh, if I'm a juicy enough target, of course, that is. So um, so maybe already kind of a sneak peek here. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> AI mm -hmm. and all of this stuff have always issues. Okay. And the issue is they cannot know everything. Mm -hmm. So, and um, for example, the AI cannot know all of your personal history. 
Mm. So and when I and then when I believe so when someone is telling me at the phone something very very important mm. which is legally maybe very harmful right yeah. when I interpret it wrong mm -hmm. I maybe can ask a person a question no one can know who really knows me mm -hmm. so because then I'm on the safe side or if you're much much better already you can also arrange for such situations already some kind of passwords by yourself okay right between each each of you which the AI can't know or or the hacker can't know right mm. so because they can maybe they're maybe just uh, learned trained your voice from publicly available sources right yes but when you never published this password somewhere also in voice you can also arrange on passwords right mm. then you're somehow on the safe side for now But that warrants, I think that warrants a specific podcast installment, doesn't it? Should we do that next time? Yeah, sounds great. Fantastic. Do we have anything open here with our topic or do you think we, we covered our ground? I believe we covered our ground. Maybe we just wrap it up. Mm -hmm. do, you, do we want to start with wrapping up? Do I start? Of course, the wrapping up uh, is, we thank all of, everybody who made it to here, thank you for, um, for, for doing that. And of course, please, like, subscribe, hit the bell. Um, and if you have to contribute anything, or if you have a question, or if you just want to let us know how great or not great this was, this is also welcome, put a comment in. Thank you so much. Thank you very much too. And do not forget what smells strange might be strange <laughs> with these words was a pleasure see you next time bye see you next time ciao